Welcome again to the Marysville 3CU Church. The message title today is Hope for the New Year. Hope for the New Year. When we preached last Sunday, we mentioned that it's about as far in front of Christmas as you can go because it was Christmas was on a Saturday, and so the you know the Sunday before Christmas, you couldn't get any farther without it being Christmas. And so we preached a message to you, the Christmas story. And we're going to use those passages of Scripture. We're not going to read those Scriptures, but we're going to use that story to lay foundation for the message today as we talk about a hope for the new year. And I want you to listen, though, as we recount some of that story, and I want you to see if you can relate. Some of you have been alive long enough to know what the ups and downs of life are. You know, you get a new job, and then you go there, and you find out what the boss is really like, and then <laughs> it's a downer, right? Or it might be an up, or it might be a down. You, you know, just kind of the ups and downs. And so I want you to listen to the different ups and downs in the Christmas story, and then we're going to transition the Christmas story, laying that foundation, to give us hope as we move into the new year. And so I want you to remember, remember Mary was betrothed to Joseph. You know, that's always a happy time to be engaged and, and, and uh, those aspects are looking forward to it. And then Mary is visited by an angel and uh, that would seem to be exciting, right? You're going to have a baby, it's, uh, it's going to be God's son and that's exciting. But then can you imagine as she's walking around pregnant before the time she's supposed to be pregnant? Remember we talked about last week that she was betrothed, which at that time was the first part of a legal marriage, but they hadn't had the ceremony and the marriage hadn't been consummated yet. So this was the time when she wasn't supposed to be pregnant, but she's pregnant. So now she has to walk around and everybody see it, that she's pregnant. That could be a downer. But then her betrothed, he doesn't know what's going on, or he's been told by Mary that she had a visit from the Holy Spirit, and she has a baby by the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but if uh, someone come to me and told me that, I would be a little concerned. Not your normal message, right? And so Joseph is in a quandary, but then there's an uplift because an angel... I mean, he, he's visited in a dream. He has a dream, and it's okay to, to him and Mary to come together. But the community sees, and community goes on. But there's that stigma. But maybe things had settled down a little bit. And they're in Nazareth. Remember? They're in Nazareth. And then what happens? This is what every pregnant woman wants to hear. By the way, I know you're nine months pregnant. But uh, we've got to go on a journey, and uh, the we're not going to be able to take a car. We're going to have to walk or a donkey or something on this long trip over these rough areas. Well, that's got to be a downer. She's finally getting to the point that she's going to be able to deliver this baby, which from my experience, having been through, had several kids, not me, but my wife, is there's always this point when they're, They've enjoyed the pregnancy, but at the end, there's some point where they kind of are ready for the baby to come out. 
but I'm sure not over these hard roads and some of these difficult paths. So you got these ups and downs, but they finally make it to Bethlehem. Wow, we finally get there. We're finally there. You know, are you there yet? They're finally there, and they get there, and there's no place to stay. Nowadays, you call ahead. Now, some of you, though, might remember the times when you stopped at the exit. Look for, see, first you had to find if there was a hotel there. And then you went in and says, do you have any rooms? And they'd say, no. So dad gets back in the car and then drives down the road and you go to the next exit. And you keep, you don't know which exits have hotel or not, right? They don't have those signs that say, oh, there's a hotel and a restaurant. Those didn't exist. Or you drive by and that's what all those no vacancy signs is. Don't come and bother us. We're out. They couldn't find a place to stay. Oh, that's a downer now. But then Joseph, he comes back or however he does it, he says, I found a place. Oh, great. Yeah, it's in the stable. That's pretty exciting. That's what every expectant mother wants to hear. And it comes that she's time to deliver. She gives forth and they have a place to put the baby and it's a manger where they put the feed for the animals. Can you see all the ups and downs? Now, the positive is that Joseph had relatives there because that was his lineage. He went there, he had some relatives at least distant, but they're, they're in Bethlehem. So there they are. They've had the birth. But what's the uplifting thing that comes then to encourage them emotionally, maybe spiritually? The shepherds show up. The shepherds show up confirming Jesus, miraculous birth, and then he's someone special, and it lifts them up. So times pass, there's some normalcy, they're living in Bethlehem, and the wise men come. The wise men come, and they're encouraged again, and they bring gifts. They bring gifts. I don't know about the frankincense and myrrh. I don't know much about. I don't know if I, you know, that's like a perfume thing and spices and those are good, but I understand gold. That one I can understand. That's, I get that one. That's worth something. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So you got these people coming and reassuring them about their child is special. Reassuring them and giving them these gifts. They're giving them these gifts. Now, I don't know if it's happened in your life. There's been times in my life that God has come along and I get a bonus or unexpected windfall or something. And about the time I start planning on it, something to do with it, the unexpected bill shows up that this thing is enough to cover. And you, you want to, and so you're thankful for, to God that he provided for something you didn't even know was going to happen. But there is a little bit part of you like, man, I was going to do some other. But God provided. Now these same wise men that came, they came and they, they uh, told the king. That triggered and announced that Jesus was there, but also triggered Herod, who was afraid of losing his throne, to go out and seek to kill him. And in doing so, he killed several, the massacre of the innocents, there in Bethlehem. But Joseph was warned in a dream. And where was he supposed to go? He's supposed to go to Egypt, 
and everything's free in Egypt, right? Probably not. You don't see it in Scripture, but I, I'm just looking at that, and I'm thinking, you know that gold? Frankincense and myrrh? Somehow that trip needed to be financed. Somehow they had to stay. He didn't have relatives as far as I know there. God provided for that in the midst of this turmoil. So more turmoil. They don't have safety. And think about the trust that Mary had to have in Joseph. Because it doesn't say that, jo- that God came to her in a dream, came to Joseph in a dream. And so now they had safety and security that God had provided for ahead of time with the wise men. Their gold and the frankincense and myrrh. And then finally, they get to come back. They get to come back. But then they find out they can't come back to Bethlehem because it's dangerous there. They've got to go back to Nazareth. Can you relate to the ups and the downs? The hard times, and then God provides. And then some more hard times, and God provides. But through all of this, they had security. Through all of this, God provided And sometimes it was just a stable, but it was a stable. There was covering, there was protection, there was a provision there. There was a help there. And so can you relate to that in your life? Can you relate to how God helps? So I want you to turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 5. We're going to read verses 1 through 5. Now, the, the narrative that I just went through, we covered last week in the message, the Christmas story. You can find it on the website. Um, and we went through the scripture, and you can, you can go back there and you can find that in case you're curious of whether I stayed on, on the story or not. But in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, Reading from the New King James Version. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace, in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, most of our focus here is going to be on these next three verses. Verses 3, 4, and 5 of Romans chapter 5. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. May God add His blessing to the reading of His Word. Now, as you looked at those verses, you saw there... Tribulations, that also can be the persecution, affliction, distress. Knowing that those kinds of afflictions and distress produces perseverance, endurance, steadfastness, patience, waiting for. And that produces character. Character. A trial, a proof. It's been tried and approved character. It's a trustiness. And that character, hope, that expectation, that trust that will come through. 
I want you to think about, we won't read the story because most of you probably have heard of David and Goliath and the battle of David and Goliath. It's talked about, you know, the, the underdog winning against a, a Goliath in sports. It's the David and Goliath conquest, you know. They might talk about during March Madness and basketball. But remember David and Goliath. What you might not remember is David's going out to fight Goliath. And David, you might recall, is a shepherd. And so David's going to go fight Goliath. Goliath is a giant. The king, Saul, offers David his armor. David puts it on. It doesn't fit him. And he refuses it because he has not tested it. You can look that up in the story. He has not tested it. What does that mean? He hadn't had it in battle. He didn't know if it was any good. It wasn't tested. What did he, had he tested? What had he taken into the afflictions and the battles when he battled the bear and the lion to protect the sheep? His sling. He had his sling. As you recall, he had the sling. He picked up the five smooth stones, and it was with his sling that he took down the giant. That he had tested. That he had proven. So when you think about this, that in this scripture in verse 3 where it says, glory in tribulations, in those afflictions, knowing that the afflictions, the challenges, the difficulty, the distress produces perseverance and endurance. I can do this. If you think of somebody training athletically, they're in a sport. It's hard. They lean into it. They step. They ache. They keep going because there's a reward on the end. That they gain their confidence that they can do it. They can do it. They've ran the two miles before, the, the 5K before. They've done it before. They gain their confidence that they can do it again. And with that endurance, that steadfastness, that patiently waiting for the solution builds character. Trial, that proof, that trusted, that trustiness. You ever had that friend, that coworker, that employee, that boss that you had confidence in because of their good character? their fullness. You could trust them that they were going to see it through. They said they were going to do it. They're going to do it. They're not going to back up on their word. Regardless of the pressure, the, the, the pressure that came on them, the challenges that came to them, they said it. They were going to follow through with it. When, I was, when my children were children uh, and growing up, they had this confidence to know that I was going to follow through. They learned the confidence that if I said stop it, I said it stop it more than once, that when I got up to take care of the situation, they say, okay, I'll stop, I'll stop. I'm like, that's too late. I'm already in motion. You've set the course in motion. They had that confidence. They could count on it, that it was going to happen. So my kids are here and they know that's true. But you've had that person that you have confidence in, that they're going to follow through. David hadn't tested his armor. He went with what he knew, 
What I am saying to you as we look at this Christmas story, that as they walked through this walk together, that Mary and Joseph gained confidence in each other, but they also gained confidence that God was going to see them through. Remember, we just came out of the 400 years of silence. God was starting to do something. And they gave, God gave them confidence in little steps towards overcoming. You think about the things that they had to overcome. In our walks of life and our ups and downs, when we're walking through a challenging time, and certainly we as a country, as a community, as family, as a church, have walked through some difficult times. And as you go through those ups and downs, sometimes you question, am I on the right path? And God gives, as uh, Joe Duvall would uh, illustrate, light posts. In the midst of your struggle, you look ahead, am I in the right place? It seems dark, it seems oppressed, I can't find my way out. There's a little glimmer of a light post that, yes, you're still in the right path. You're not alone. you still got some struggling to do, but you're going in the right direction. A positive thing. The problem is not solved, but a little indication that God is still walking with you. Whether it's the shepherds coming and uplifting you while you're in the midst of the manger having a baby, or whether it's the wise men coming and providing for you for something you don't even know you're going to have to do. They didn't know at the time they was going to have to leave for Egypt, but God provided ahead of time. But it's in and looking back at those situations, you say, God brought me through this. I have confidence that God brought me through. And that confidence allows me to persevere longer through situations that are tough. Because I've built up my endurance. I've built up that time. I know He's brought me through. He will bring me through if I just wait on Him. Scripture says, be still and know that I am God. And as we wait on God and we gain that patience and we trust Him, and each situation that we trust Him for, we gain for the next. Each situation where we believe what God is telling us to be true and we follow through, it's for the next. I've been driving before and just felt God wanted me to go down a certain road, and so I did, just out of obedience. And we know of times, and people will tell stories of times where there was something that happened, they couldn't get out of the driveway, but if they would have got out of the driveway, they would have been right in the middle of that horrible mess, that horrible accident. We can have hope as we look forward to the different situation. As we think about our young church and the ups and downs that it's had, there was one time that we looked to go into a, uh, into a particular location, and they said, you can't go in there. And so we found another way. There was one time that we found a place that let us meet for a period of time until they sold it. Four months, they sold it. And then we were in the back of a Donato's having Bible studies. And then this opened up where we're meeting right now. Well, that place that they said we couldn't go into before, it seems like we can go into now. Maybe God has prepared a path. But that's just 
here? What is it in your life that God's asking you to go through and you're going through it and you're persevering through it and you're thinking, I can't bear it anymore. And about the time you just can't bear it anymore, a light post comes up, the shepherd's visit, someone does something good, something tells you you're on the right path and encourages you can go a little bit more. My encouragement to you is just keep on pushing. Keep on persevering. Have faith. If we turn just for a moment to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Hebrews 11.1. 1. And you might know Hebrews 11 as the faith chapter. But we're not going to go through the whole chapter. But in 11.1 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We just read to you. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. May your faith be encouraged this morning as you hope in God. Because you have hoped in God in the past, and God has come through in the past, it should give you hope for the future, and you should have faith to believe it. And can you sense how that circles back on itself and gets stronger? As we extend our faith, it gives us hope. And when our hope is realized, it helps our faith. So as we go into this new year, and as you think about the hope for the new year, look at what God brought them through at the Christmas story. Think about what God has brought you through in this life. I have hope for 2022. I'm not an uh, epidemiologist or any of those doctor's things, but I just feel like we're about at the beginning of the end of this pandemic, getting over these peaks and it's time that we stop looking backward and it's time we start looking forward. We need to hope for the future and build up off what God has brought us through and be available to listen to what He wants us to get into. The churches have been attacked. And when I say, you can say, you might say this is the government or you might say this or that, but what I'm trying to say to you in a spiritual sense, what could Satan want more than the church is not meeting? What could Satan want more than Christians not fellowshipping? What could Satan want more than division inside of the churches? The churches have been attacked. I'm thankful that you're here today. But we have hope that we have persevered, and so it should give us strength that whatever the battle is before us and whatever decision is before us, that God will bring along the light post as he's brought us through this incrementally, whether it's because we were a brand new church in the midst of COVID. Existing churches struggled during COVID and struggle still. And God has allowed us to persevere. We've had our ups and downs. And we'd like to move forward, but we can move forward if we move forward with God 
So we have hope as we move forward, as we trust in Him, as He gives us these guideposts. But in your life, because I know there's some of us here that still don't have a job. God's going to provide something in His timing. And there's some of us that we might wonder what's next. Look to the past. You've tested. You know God will come through. Trust Him for it. And that will bring some peace. And then God will bring along the shepherds or the wise men or something as we trust in Him. Let's be standing together. Father God, I pray that you would help us to trust in you as the hope for the new year. And not only the hope of the new year, but the hope of our eternity. The hope of our salvation as we trust in you. And may those that are new to the faith learn through their difficulties and the trials to trust in you more. And may those of us that have been in the faith for some time exhibit and set an example of walking in faith and obedience to you. But for Father, for those that are walking outside the ark of safety, their sins aren't forgiven, they have some unforgiven sin, they're at the risk of backsliding, having tried to find their own solution towards the mist of the difficulties. May they be awakened to their need of you. May they be awakened to their need of salvation. May they be awakened for the hope of salvation brought to us by the gift of your Son, coming, limiting himself into the human, both being both God and man, and then sacrificing himself for the forgiveness of our sins, and yet rising again so we have the hope of eternity. We pray, Father, that you would help us as we come into this new year, to not come into it on our own strength, but come into it residing on your strength, and that we might have the hope and the faith to believe that you will see us through. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.